The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, and now in association with NDPW.com. We are sponsored by Collar and Elbowbrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. So now in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. To listen to our podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all those other podcasts out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe. And I'm Carl Carafel. Yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, but before we get started, as usual, just to kind of catch up, how has your week been going up there in Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah, no, it hasn't been. <laughs> it's um, been going. It, it has been very busy in my world of private security uh mm-hmm. it's it's just been nuts i don't know what it is i think maybe when the strawberry moon had happened and come out like all the crazies came out of the woodwork and it's just continued on it has been messed up yeah like if you would have as uh, those who kind of follow us know we uh, also appear in uh, the andy martin show quite often you know you and i have kind of become regulars over there we uh were both on there over this uh, this past saturday and you might have heard from myself that, uh, you know, when it comes to my day job, if you were to step in foot there, you wouldn't know that there was a pandemic going on. People are out and about and seemingly just doing whatever they want these days. It seems like uh, people are getting tired of staying at home, doing absolutely nothing, and they just, they want to live their everyday lives, and I, and I totally get it at this point. Yeah, 100% <laughs> me too. I totally understand that. Totally understand it. All right, well, before we get to our, our run that we had on the go here, I didn't originally had or have it on the run, but um, I figured at least briefly mention it because it did happen. Uh, the NXT TakeOver In Your House event happened. We both got to, to check the show out. Uh, pretty well done. Uh, for me, it was kind of a mixed bag of uh, some cool nostalgia, some good wrestling, and then kind of ho-hum a little bit as well. It was, it was sort of a... Kind of a middle ground for myself. I thought it was good, but it wasn't anything spectacular either, just overall. Yeah, unfortunately, it did, just did not seem as though it was a takeover pay-per-view. No. Um, I think having some people out there uh, as, like, crowd helped. It, it definitely helped. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say that you are probably very happy about that as well, because that's something, something. that you have uh, mentioned over and over again that you're upset about. You would rather there be, uh, you know, you, you would <laughs> rather there be <laughs> a bunch of people in the crowd to uh, kind of give that. So, I mean, it's good. It's good that, that happened. Yeah. The, the, for professional wrestling to be at its best, there has to be some kind of live reaction from an audience or a crowd there, I find. But, um, yeah, there, there was... It was for me, the the biggest thing I kind of took away from from this show here was the match for the the NXT 
championship basically went mid card. That was a bit of an interesting uh, booking decision on their part. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I, I think again we're we're kind of coming back to this whole um, women's revolution mm-hmm. that Still has that. you know been going on for the last few years, and we actually saw a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship, and that happened last mm-hmm. um so yeah having the uh the world title match um mid card was was odd to say the least uh because normally we're used to typically seeing there be the world heavyweight championship match last on the card so a little bit different mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not i'm not mad about it no i'm not mad yeah, and it was interesting too, as I felt that you know at the very least they could have done a cool main event, but uh, and it's you know behind uh, the last match they had the uh, match of uh, Karrion Cross, which is Killer Cross for um, those in the know, uh, versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and a relatively quick match of about uh, kind of six minutes. They're still really kind of pushing him as this uh, big uh, monster, and yeah. I, I get that they wanted to showcase him, but at the expense of your your marquee title match, I, I, I thought it was a little, little odd uh, of a choice there, but uh, I get it at the same time. So, Yeah, I mean, they've been doing this huge push with mm-hmm. uh, with Karrion Cross and uh, Scarlet and like all the vignettes that they've been doing, everything that's been going on with them, it kind of made sense, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it was it was odd. It was just different. Um, but to kind of go along with that, too, for a lot of people, in your house is different. Yep. The times we're living in are different. Mm-hmm. The world we live in right now is freaking different. Very different. So to have something a little bit different on the show, yeah, I, I kind of get what they're going with. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And what was kind of interesting, like I had mentioned, you know, a little bit of a nostalgia value there as well. You know, we had uh, the promos leading up to it done by Todd Pettengill, which, I mean, uh, kind of him kind of coming out of nowhere to be involved with that too. I that was a little bit of nostalgia value there for myself. I mean, he was kind of a mainstay in WWF, uh, kind of like the peak of my watching there. So uh, the yeah. intro was... that. Yeah, right? The intro was very old school. Yeah. And uh, uh, that part I, I definitely did enjoy. And yeah, me too. But when it, when it came to the the actual wrestling, which is uh, kind of my bread and butter, it was good. But like I said, you know, nothing kind of blew me away. So uh, maybe my standards are too high or <laughs> who knows, maybe I've just become jaded at this point with WWE. But um, again, not really any complaints. It was just kind of, it happened and we now we move on with the rest of our lives. That's right. And just so that everybody knows, we are live on Facebook and YouTube right now. Today is Monday, June the 8th, 2020. Thank you for tuning in. You're actually getting this podcast a day early. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for uh, tuning in and uh, leave us questions, comments, anything you've got. You post it. We will see it and maybe it will show up on screen. Big Joe, what else have we got on this run today? Um, first of all, I guess a little bit of controversy that we got to kind of get to. We're talking the Hogan family and AEW. Um, did you see this kind of as it, as it happened as well? Because uh, it was uh, yeah. it kind of happened out of nowhere there. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was very odd. Uh, mm-hmm. Linda Hogan, um, if that's what she still goes by. Um, <laughs> odd is definitely of... the the word of choice. Or odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she just. 
I don't know. I don't know. She she uh, expressed her own opinions on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then Tony Khan kind of gets on Twitter and goes, "Well, yep, you're an idiot. So you're banned from AEW, just like <laughs> your husband." Just I guess the stuff carrying over from everything that's kind of happened, and basically just saying that he doesn't want to be involved with arguably, I mean, the biggest name of professional wrestling. I, I get it. They don't want the negativity, but just the. In general, this whole situation here, just from both sides, everybody kind of comes off as kind of petty. Um, you know, the the yeah. Hogan's kind of come off as kind of douchey, and Tony Khan just comes off as very petty. And, you know, I get that they don't want the negativity surrounding their new company, but, I mean, at the same time, do you totally want to shun away the biggest name of professional wrestling? You say that he doesn't want the negativity mm-hmm. to shine through in his company, Look what we're talking about. So yep. him even engaging that Linda Hogan tweet yep. now has us talking, which now has AEW associated with the Hogan family. Yeah. So it, what? Yeah. It doesn't what? make sense inside of itself, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't. It would have been rough just just not saying anything, just no selling the whole situation. I mean, that's exactly what should have happened. Why even broach it as a subject? Is it it essentially had nothing to do with you? Uh, And he just kind of inserted himself into that situation. Uh, Yeah, to maybe get some notoriety. I just say, yeah, just, I mean, it's, like I said, odd is the the name of the game of this topic. It just, it felt like he got involved there and said, well, you guys are are banned from here. And they're, they're probably like, and I think uh, Hogan's response was because he, he basically no sold the whole situation too. He was like, "What's what's an AEW?" Yeah, like almost talking like as if it's like a like it's a, like an entity. It's like, "What's an AEW? What is that?" <laughs> just just no sold the whole thing, which I thought was kind of oh, yeah. comical too. Yeah, but yeah. just no, to, Terry's Terry's reply to man. that, or Hulk Hogan's reply to that, was was classic. Yeah. You know, you know, talking about you know. Uh, a ring and uh, a, a python yeah. and um, what is an AEW? Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, very very yeah, strange. Dynamite. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, an interesting that's uh, thing that's happening as well here too. And I thought this was uh, rather interesting the way that this kind of played out here. Um, we're looking at a possible large influx of new talent coming into to impact here. There was a, a video posted, uh, I believe it was by them, uh, basically like a video package they, they put together that includes a lot of recently uh, released WWE talent, which uh, a lot of them actually, have, you know, have had previous experience over in impact. So it's interesting that it looks like they're, we're talking guys like EC3 and whatnot that, that look like they, they could possibly be going back there. Uh, I thought it was kind of good to kind of get themselves some, some attention there, the way that they kind of pulled it off. I do too. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if they actually have procured all of these mm-hmm. specific talent that has been inside this, uh, this video. Um, like it, it Pretty much, it showed like just about everybody <laughs> that was released. Um, so it's 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 very odd that, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know what to make or think of this one right now because they could get themselves into a little bit of trouble, hmm. uh, especially if they're they're using somebody's name or likeness, yeah. even even just the likeness. 
and advertising mm-hmm. with them, and they're not even going to be part of the company, could spell disaster. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen something like this where like it almost feels like they're jumping the gun a little bit with this. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely got them some attention, so I, I'm going to give them props there. But uh, at, at this point, too, given that these were WWE people uh, as well, um, is WWE even going to react to this? Like, is, is Impact even on their radar at this point? <laughs> I know we know we know that, that they've talked and dealt with them before to use little snippets of video and whatnot, I believe, for some of the Samoa Joe stuff and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I would think that WWE might not even care. <laughs> to be yeah, and nothing, mean, nothing against I, Impact. I really don't think that Impact yeah. is, is on WWE's radar per yeah. se right now. Um, it, will that change? Definitely. I, I think yeah. it's going to. We're starting to really see Impact make a uh, make an incline and a comeback, which is fantastic for me. I'm very happy to see that because I have since day one always been a fan of NWA, TNA, TNA, Impact, whatever yeah. you want to call them. I've always been a fan of them, so I'm very happy to see that uh, there's, there is an incline. And even getting a little bit of a push and a nudge from Booker T., recently Mm. saying watch out for them because they are going to be back they're going to be as big as they have been before so i mean i'm I'm really interested to see what is actually going to happen with all of this um but as of right now Mm -hmm. i mean they're not even on wwe's radar i don't think the wwe is even going to care i think it's going to come down to the specific talent themselves that are going to be going hey you're using my likeness and promoting me on your show, and you're not even paying me. <laughs> Come on, right? It, it, it's yeah. There, there's definitely some odd stuff kind of going on there. Even kind of briefly, uh, often a bit of a tangent, but I think maybe somewhat still related. Um, Zach Ryder was, of course, part of this uh, recent group that was released, and I guess that they they basically wanted to use his pool for a segment uh, for for television, but instead of asking him, they asked his uh, fiance or his wife, I think uh, that they actually may actually be married now, uh, Chelsea Green instead, and I guess he, he kind of totally took that the wrong way or took it very personally and just, yeah, there, there, there's some weird, wacky stuff going on uh, kind of behind the scenes in wrestling these days. Uh, a lot of lines being crossed and things going yeah. back and forth. It's uh, very, very strange. Yeah, and and you're exactly right. They went to Chelsea and yeah. they were like, "Hey, can we use Zach's pool for a segment?" Yeah. And uh, this was like two or three weeks after he had been let go from the company. Yeah, and I mean, like that's that's just not right. You yeah. just don't like seriously. You're gonna fire me, and now you're gonna come crawling to me, going, "Oh, you've got such a nice pool. Can we please use, use it your for own damn pool?" Your, like, are you serious yeah. right now? Yeah, like WWE can't afford their own pool, right? All that money that you freaking saved by mm. firing me and 14 other people here, yeah. just build a damn pool, okay? Right. Just build the damn pool. Yeah, build it on the roof. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, something again to be said there that uh, you know some of these other companies. Yes, uh, I get that they're on a much smaller scale than WWE, but the majority of these other companies have not had to release their talent to still stay afloat. So, yeah, you know, it, it was interesting that, that WWE. You know, I know we're kind of going backwards a little bit here, but that they abruptly just let go of so many people. I, r- I really think that they didn't really need to kind of go that way. But you know, that's one of those things. That in retrospect, maybe it was a good move. We'll, we'll have to see. Like once. 
if and when we ever get kind of get back to normal, how the dust kind of settles there. But uh, um, going away from some WWE and some impact stuff here, let's talk a little bit of AEW. Now, sure. the status for this event is kind of somewhat up in the air. It's basically, it's slated to happen. We just don't know a firm D. And we're talking about Fighter Fest. Now, the last time that they did this, I, I was a big, I was a big fan of it because I, I really like the approach. It's, it's essentially like a gaming festival that basically they latch on to and do a wrestling show during it. And it looks like they're going to do multiple days. It looks like it's going to be at least a two day with the wrestling part of it. So it looks like this is really kind of it's on the rise. Like it's it, this could kind of become a marquee event for them. Definitely it could, and I, I'm super excited to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it seems a lot of the companies now, I mean, it, it all started with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They started doing the two-day, three-day, multi-day events going yep. on, and then we just saw this past uh, uh, WrestleMania, the WWE decided to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and now we, you know, we're going to see uh, AEW come in and do it with, uh, with Fighter Fest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing to do. You're able to kind of, uh, get as many people working as possible, Mm -hmm. as well as entertaining your fans over a two day period. Although this one here is a little bit different. Uh, as you mentioned, it's kind of more like a, like a gamer fest and it's almost, it's exactly what it is. It's a festival that's going on. So it's almost as though, um, like myself, I, I've been to, uh, it's now known as Sonic Temple, but I went to Rock on the Range, mm-hmm. a three-day festival of heavy metal rock music going on the entire weekend. And it would have been awesome to see like professional wrestling there, right? That'd be a good venue so for it, actually. To, to, yeah, to have AEW yeah. kind of latch on to this is mm-hmm. is is brilliant. It yeah. is freaking brilliant for them to do this. And, and I, I'm excited. This yep. is this is great. There's lots that I'm excited about this episode. <laughs> this is freaking fantastic, man. Right. I mean, uh, just to to kind of go into like to, to latch on to kind of like those festivals and stuff uh, over in the UK, uh, they do the, the the download festival. I think w, yeah. WWE's uh, done that a couple times. Yes, um, with NXT UK. Right. So it, it's a great idea, and with the gaming festival, I mean. I remember people saying that that was kind of an odd choice. Why would wrestling, why would they do something at a gaming show? I mean, there are a lot of gamers out there that are wrestling fans. So for, for me, it was a move that made a lot of sense. Um, I know a lot of people were scratching their heads about it, but uh, for me, it totally made sense. And uh, yeah, you know, when well, the, take, take uh, a look at who, take or, a look at who some of the, some of the people in the company are. Yeah. Right. The young bucks. They're, they're, Kenny like, Omega. They're, yeah. they're, they're gamers. Kenny yeah. Omega. Yeah. They're probably the biggest. Right. He, so. He's a gamer. Yeah. Right. Remember it when they just makes total sense <laughs> when they did the whole uh, the street they basically dressed up in Street Fighter uh, um, right. attire and came out and uh, you know I'm sure uh, Mr. Jim Cornette's head exploded uh, when that happened right. uh, I, I forget exactly what he said on that but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I, I like I just I'm a big fan of, of tying into the uh, to the gaming festival just to, for me it totally makes sense and I think both sides kind of win in that yeah. scenario so I, I was a big fan of the idea. Um, Okay, uh, this is one that I think we've kind of uh, hinted at before, but uh, maybe we can delve into m- more detail on this. Uh, now that uh, you know we've had some more time with this, the so-called Wednesday Night War between uh, AEW, and, uh, specifically Dynamite, and NXT. Um, 
has this been kind of a healthy kind of competition back and forth here? Or are these companies shooting themselves in the foot doing this going head to head? I honestly, I don't think that there is any competition and I mm. don't think that they're shooting themselves in the foot either. Yeah. I think this is all, it, it's, it's all the internet marks. That's all it is. It's everyone else out there going, oh, they're both on Wednesday night. This has got to be a war. This mm-hmm. has got to be a war. Yeah. They're both on Wednesday night. We have to have something. <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. Just let there be good professional wrestling going on on Wednesday nights. Right. Shut your freaking face. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's no war going on. Yeah. It's just everyone else is thinking and saying that there is a war going on mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights because they're on the same night. Yeah. Right. And then they're going, oh, yeah, we need to make sure that we're checking the ratings and we need to check the numbers and we need to make sure of this and that. Who cares? Right. Are you watching? What are you watching? You're probably watching both, to be honest. So if you're Most watching both, yeah. who cares? It seems like there, there's a lot of kind of both there. There's people that, that, that watch the both and then there's the people that are very much on one side or the other. And what's interesting too is uh, then people will will, uh, will post something. Well, um, Dynamite destroys NXT in the ratings. Meanwhile, they beat them by like twenty thousand viewers. Right. right. That's not destroying anybody. Um, I mean, it's a win. Uh, but again, it's one of these things. I mean, occasionally the, the kind of back and forth. They make little kind of little subtle jabs at each other. Um, I get it. Um, for me, it, like you had mentioned there, Carl, it's more. I think the fans are making this a war and it's really become not NXT versus dynamite. It's turned into AEW fans versus WWE fans. And I think that that's kind of the biggest difference between this war and the Monday night war. Um, Probably the best way I can kind of put it back during the Monday night war, we were probably, I would say probably a good majority of us were watching both Nitro and Raw. Um, I think that there were relatively few fans that were just limiting themselves to just the one. And if, if they were, they, they were pretty one-sided on it. Like uh, people were either, you know, you either watch both. Of them. I'd say that was probably like 90%, if not maybe closer to 95% of us fans at that time. And then there were a few people that were just kind of just watching Raw or Nitro. But um, there wasn't this hate for like one side or the other. Like you either, like we were essentially we'd be talking about both kind of things kind of happening, but it wasn't like, oh, uh, I'm a WWE fan and WCW sucks or vice versa. That kind of wasn't really going on. Now though, no. with this whole. That shows you did. That shows yeah. you, you really saw stuff like that, right? But I mean, that's, yeah. and, and that's okay because that made for good TV. Yeah. Now, uh, specifically with fans though, um, now with this, uh, with, with Dynamite versus NXT, it's very much, it seems to be a hate on for either. If you're a fan of uh, one, then you're despised by the other group. It seems to be kind of the trend. I don't know if you picked up on this, like, especially on social media. Um, Oh yeah. It's not like, isn't it? I'm not, it's like not, it's very uncivil discussion going on. Let's just put it that way. Very, very much so. I mean, like you, you could, you could be verbally abused If you are a fan of one side or the other and someone else is a fan of one side or the other, um, if they don't agree with you, like they're they're they can hide behind their freaking keyboards. Mm -hmm. That's what they can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, And and it's just it's 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 ridiculous. Matthew, thank you. Yeah. Fans have been split. You're right. They definitely have been. And uh, it's unfortunate that that they have to be. Because both products are putting out great 
professional wrestling. Yeah. Right? It's one of those, yeah, and... uh... It, it, it's 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 tricky because I, I wasn't expecting this to kind of happen. I thought people were going to kind of be on board with both, but it seems like it's it people seem to be very decisive. And I, I think a big thing kind of going on with this too. And I have to uh, thank um, uh, Michael Jargo for kind of uh, bringing me in on the on this uh, term here because it very much applies. And and not just to professional wrestling. I think you know with given. You know, a lot of uh, political things going on, a lot of uh, things going on there socially. I think that this term very much applies. People, Carl, are addicted to being outraged. People have what I call outrage addiction. People can't just have an opinion or, or just leave something alone. They just are addicted to being pissed off. That's kind of seems to be what's yeah. going on here. Would you, would you, would you agree with it me? Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it definitely is. Mikey O, thank you for stopping by. He finds himself enjoying MLW way more than the big leagues. Um, uh, you know, to touch on that super quick, even even Big Joe and myself, yeah. uh, the same. Like, if we can catch some MLW, if we can catch some Ignite Wrestling, some Canadian Wrestling's Elite, mm-hmm. um, Southern Championship Wrestling, like any anything anything independent right now really seems to be. Uh, a, a lot more engaging than the uh, than the big leagues, so mm-hmm. to speak, right now. Um, big Joe's talked about before that he, you know, doesn't watch really doesn't watch Raw or SmackDown. Nope. Um, he he finds that it insults his intelligence. Uh, so I mean, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, it's it's you're right. We're we're coming down to it, it is a war, mm-hmm. but it's a war on the internet between fans. So. Yeah, full circle right now. This whole Wednesday night war thing is really just war between fans. Really, not really companies. was turned into. Especially, it, it would have been interesting, Carl, if back in the Attitude Era, you know, during the Monday Night War, if we would have had social media uh, to see how it would have kind of played out. Because we could be in the similar situation to we are now. Because it's social media has given people this platform to kind of just. Bleh, to spew their verbal diarrhea. Uh, I mean, with relatively few repercussions, I mean, obviously you're going to have your social justice warriors out there that are going to obviously call out the stupid uh, BS, but the, um, but the kind of back and forth is it's, it's so much easier to just kind of be a douche when you don't have to actually face the person. It's, or, you know, to to actually be there in person to actually discuss. Cause I mean, that's how, we kind of consumed our wrestling content. We would watch it and then we would be there, be at school or at work. And we'd be like, Hey, did you see what uh, so-and-so did on run? See who yeah. so-and-so, what they did on, uh, on nitro. So, whereas opposed to now you can just be behind that keyboard and just kind of spew nonsense. And, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, and that used to be us too. Right. We, so, you know what? We used to hide behind an audio platform, mm-hmm. but now ladies and gentlemen, we have brought to you a video platform. Yeah, You can see us now. Yep. And, and yeah, so you, and you can interact with us. You can talk with us just like Matthew and Mike did. Like, yep. this is awesome right now. And uh, yeah, so we can have that conversation face to face. Right. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, but you, you're right. I mean, it's it's very interesting what could have happened uh, had we really had social media and, and all of this availability for Internet usage mm-hmm. back at the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, and, uh, like uh, Mikey O had said, uh, with them enjoying uh, MLW more in the big leagues, I, I, I would definitely agree that uh, I've been enjoying non WWE 
and AEW stuff probably more. Like, spoiler alert, my match of the week this week is not coming from either WWE or AEW. That's all I'll say. It's <laughs> it's coming from something completely different. So, yeah, I, I, I get so much more, and I'm eagerly eagerly just hanging on for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling to start. I think there's going to be an announcement, I think, um, coming up in the next day or two of what their their plan is going to be for relaunching uh, yeah. to getting back out there. And uh, as soon as that happens, I'm going to be uh, getting the New Japan world and uh, delving into that. And, and you'll probably see a lot more uh, New Japan content on, on this podcast because that's going to be the majority of the stuff that I'm going to be watching along with uh, Ring of Honor and whatnot. So looking forward to that. Um to see some real kind of professional wrestling coming back. I'll be really curious to see how they're going to kind of go about the, the whole thing there. Um, so before we do our match of the week segment here, Carl, a little uh, bit of breaking news stuff here. Um, one big one that I want to mention here is one that's been kind of making its rounds the last few days here is uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, there's this post or uh, somebody addresses somehow of uh, basically uh, once he goes it looks like it's going to be Smackdown they're going to move him from NXT over to Smackdown and of course the concern when any of this happens is that they're going to get buried um, when it comes to Matt Riddle it's a bit of a different situation because this is a dude that is not going to let himself get uh, buried here Carl um, if there's even a hint that something weird or, or booking wise is going to go on. This guy is just going to go somewhere else. So he'll just wait out his contract and he'll go somewhere else. This is a guy that is not going to let himself get buried. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, money talks, right? To a certain extent, to a certain extent that this is a guy that doesn't really put up with any BS though. So, um, we'll see how he gets used. He seems like to, to be very optimistic, but again, you know, he likes to kind of kind of push some buttons, and he does have a little bit of heat backstage or whatnot. So, be interested to see how Riddle. he kind of <laughs> a little bit of backstage heat, yeah, a little bit. So we'll see what uh, what happens there. Um, yeah, he might have a, a long stay there. It might be relatively short uh, if he doesn't like uh, how it kind of plays out. So I personally would have just kind of kept him in XT and kind of built around guys like him and Cole. Instead of this whole thing of, well, eventually we all have to like call them up to the other brands. Because a lot of times it, it, it feels like a kind of a demotion sometimes for some of these guys yeah, to right. go from NXT down to, uh, up to uh, Raw or SmackDown. Um, Even with that super quick though, like, yeah. like Adam Cole's contract is coming up soon too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I think yep. September, yep. I believe, like his contract is going to be ending. Mm-hmm. And right now like the the word is that he's not going to be resigning interesting he's just i mean they've given him absolutely everything they've given him the world they definitely have but i don't know Some, yeah. sometimes happiness you know is is a lot more for somebody than you know the money him. So and and the fame and and whatever, right? So yep. it'll be interesting to see. That's something you know that we're gonna be keeping our eye on as well here on Turnbuckle Talk for you all. And uh, yeah, I mean for any of that late breaking stuff, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, yep. and Twitter at TB Talk Pod. And that's uh, normally where we go and post all of our stuff, including these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more piece of breaking, but just to address the. Uh, another comment uh, in our uh, our live chat here about Mr. Nick Aldis having a, a thin skin and blocking people. I will just I, I will say I will come come to his defense a little bit. Now, Nick has been on our podcast before, and 
our experience with him was very, very, very positive. I mean, he was a, uh, an absolute gentleman and a professional. Um, you know, we could even hear the the wife and the kid in the background at the, at the time, and uh, it was a very funny. And, and even afterwards, when the interview was done, I mean, a handful of days later, he even contacted us, you know, to find out how the episode did and just kind of how we were doing. So it was uh, very much a positive positive experience. I know a lot of people tend to be kind of negative about uh, him. Um, I will say my experience was very very positive. I have nothing really bad to say about the guy. So and I, our experience with Nick Aldis was uh, going back about five years ago. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it I was a that. little bit of time ago. So, I mean, people do change. Things sure. do happen. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could very well be that now he's, you know, kind of gotten a little bit more uh, uh, thin-skinned about things. Mm-hmm. But uh, our dealings with him were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mikey O puts out there again um, uh, about Adam Cole. He probably wants to be with his girl. Yep, right? I can see that. And yeah. uh, his girl is over in AEW. Maybe she, so. maybe he could help her out, maybe get a little bit better. Because, I mean, right. she's still, her her promos are still cringeworthy. Uh, whenever she gets out in front of that camera, gets a microphone in her hand, uh, it just sits uh, it's fingernails on a chalkboard uh, for, for me. Yeah. Um, last little bit of breaking uh, news topic before we get to our match of the week here. I want to talk about this match that's going to be coming up at backlash between Randy Orton and edge and it being coined as the greatest professional wrestling match of all time. Um, those are some pretty, uh, pretty bold words to say here, Carl. I'm a big fan of both guys, but greatest match of all time. No. Yeah. That, no, they got <laughs> sorry. Some sorry guys. Big shoes to fill yeah. there. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I cannot see yeah. this being the greatest professional wrestling. W- what are they coining it? Sorry. The greatest match of all time. Greatest match of all time. Yes. They're not. So, so maybe, maybe this is, this will be the greatest sports entertainment match of all time. Maybe, 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 maybe. um, Will it be the greatest professional wrestling match of all time? No, no definitely no. not. Um, no. And and even if they're just including stuff within the WWE itself, we're looking matches from guys like Bret Hart and Stone Cold, um, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, Cotton and Squirrel from All In, uh, Macho Man versus well, Steamboat. No, I'm, I'm not, There's a lot of competition. Yeah, like, out there. <laughs> I'm not even talking anything no. else except WWE because that's probably no. all they're going to be including. They're mm-hmm. they're they don't they're not talking about any other company. No, right? But that Macho Man Steamboat, yeah, right? Flair, Dusty uh, Rhodes, yeah, all of these are, I'm sure are going to be Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. <clears throat> Retirement match. Come yep. on, Sean Razor first ladder or <laughs> uh, second ladder match. Um, their their first one was actually the second one, but uh, but yeah, that that yeah. first intercontinental uh, tag team or not tag team uh, the intercontinental uh, ladder match. I mean that Idle, definitely yeah. racks up there. So for for them to before the match even happens to boast it as the greatest of all time, <laughs> I get that they want to to kind of build up the anticipation and 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 build on it. But those are some bold words, and now you have big shoes to fill. So. Yeah. Um, if it falls short, then it, it kind of makes them look bad in my opinion. A hundred percent. It does. So you're right. <laughs> so I, I would, you know, wait for the match to happen. And then, you know, if they really set the world on fire, we, they could say, Hey, we had the greatest match of all time, you know, at least in our, you know, WWE bubble, so to speak. So, yes. yeah. 
All right, man, before we uh, do our showstopper segment here, let's do our match of the week segment. Uh, I think sure. I, I've been going first uh, the last couple of weeks here, so I will uh, let you have uh, the first pick here. What was your favorite match from this past week here, Carl? Nightmare Rumble 2020. Hmm. Do you even know what that is? The Nightmare Rumble. Um, it sounds Nightmare vaguely familiar. I believe we're talking about our friends over at CWE, are we not? We are not. Wow. Okay. Talking our friends over at CWE right now. What we're talking about is OVW, their yes, latest that's right, yeah. OVW TV episode that's right. 1086. That's 1086. 30 people enter, one person leaves, a shot at the OVW Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, that is that like that that's that's great i i loved it i love that ovw is putting themselves out there and they are doing 30 person royal rumble or rumble style matches like like i I, i'm super happy with that yeah ovw pulling it out and putting on a good show like it was it was 53 minutes if you have an hour go and find ovw tv 1086 and watch that. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because as most of you are probably aware, I know I'm a big mark for the uh, Royal Rumble Battle Royale type match along with our friend uh, Rick Vickery as well. Uh, him and I are probably some of the big, uh, um, probably the biggest marks out there for, for that style of match. So that's definitely one that I'll have to check out. Uh, mine is coming from our friends over at Ring of Honor here, Carl. Now, this is kind of becoming a trend with myself. As I had mentioned, I... I'm really enjoying lately on YouTube. They've been putting out so much content, and we're talking full matches and sometimes even full shows. Uh, this one is coming from 2016's show called Reach for the Sky. Um, this was for the ROH World Television Championship between Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull. Um, this is a match that you have to absolutely check out. And... Just even the the first exchange that happens at the beginning of this match just sets the tone. I mean, you have just great, that kind of British technical kind of style to start things off there. And then just, I mean, they, yeah. they kind of go all over the place here. It just, it was just a fantastic match. If you enjoy just good, solid professional wrestling from two of the best out there, you know, Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And where did you see that? That was on YouTube. On YouTube. For Look free. Look at that, people. For free. On YouTube for free, you got twice in this episode mm-hmm. places for you to go so that you can watch. Like, come on. Yep. You want some good freaking professional wrestling? That is where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. That's where you can go to YouTube. Yes. Search out professional wrestling. The tube of Search views. Search out independent professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Search out whatever you want on YouTube, and yep. you are going to get some of the greatest professional wrestling that is that has ever happened mm-hmm. outside of the WWE. Yeah. And to expand your knowledge a little bit and expand your vision to mm-hmm. see instead of seeing like this. You're, yes. you're going to be able to see like this, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to like, it's going to be freaking awesome for you. Go and check it out. 
Definitely. Like, yeah. You know, the big, the big difference between YouTube for places like Ring of Honor, OVW, and whatnot. Difference between that and WWE's YouTube. What they tend to do is they do, they'll do like really short little highlight stuff. But one thing that they they do a lot of are these um, interviews and and after kind of segments that actually end up being yeah. kind of good. And it's like, why didn't you guys just put this on the show? Why is this on YouTube or on, right. or on Facebook or Twitter? Like that, this is probably, <laughs> it probably ended up being like a pretty good uh, promo or segment. And it's like, why didn't you guys use this on television? <laughs> you know, <Exactly. laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense to me. But uh, like I said, you know, ring of honor specifically has just been killing it with uh, that content. And, you know, and, I know that some people out there would think you know they're giving too much away. I don't kind of see it that way. I see it as them holding on to their audience so that we know when they do come back full steam, they're still there. Because if That's they were right. to just do nothing, you know, they they could lose a significant portion of their audience. So I like that they're 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 putting the stuff out there to keep their audience engaged so that uh, they are still there when they go um, back up full uh, full gung ho, so to speak. All right, man, we're going to take a brief break here and come back with our showstopper segment here, Carl. And we're going to address a question that I get asked on the regular from fans and casual fans alike, especially older fans. Could WCW have been saved? We're going to talk about that when we come right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Caller and Evel. This is a Caller and Evelbrand.com where you can find the Brooklyn's own Beast Shad Gaspar shirt, where 100% of the proceeds will go directly to Shad's family. Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are guys, and we are at our favorite part of every episode that we do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our show, Stopper Segment. Yeah, absolutely, Carl. Like I said, this uh, topic is based off of a question that I get asked on the regular, whether it be from other wrestling podcasters, whether it be really devoted wrestling fans, especially in our age group and casual fans alike. Could WCW have been saved as a company? Could they have uh, been able to keep them around? I'll, I'll throw it over to you first here, Carl. Do you think that, just kind of in general overall here, do you think that we could have saved them as a company? That's that's this is a, a really really difficult one to kind of tackle, right. um, since since we kind of figured out and decided this uh, on this run, um, I've been racking my head going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really could this have been? Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, okay, I think if WCW would have been given an enema. <laughs> then possibly it could have been saved. An enema. Yeah. Wow. Just clean it out. Yeah. Just clean it out. I mean. Management they, or talent-wise? They had so Both. many ta- so much talent, so many people there, um, too many chiefs and not enough natives. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's, that's, that's really how it felt come the end. And, and because of that, I feel that because that there was too many hands in the pot and too many people trying to run the show that it fell apart. Had somebody been able to come in and step in and go, so now here's what we're going to do. I understand that you want to have part of this show, but here's the part that you're going to have. 
So you need to take care of this aspect of the show. And you, sir, you're going to take care of this aspect of the show. And broken things down to a point where everyone had a part that they could play, but not making the final decisions. If we were to have one or two people do that, right? Mm -hmm. One or two people have the final decision on the entire thing and kind of delegated different tasks to these people to make them still feel as though they are having an impact, then I think it could have been saved. But the way that things went, unfortunately, we know the demise that happened. I think probably the best way to, to say it for myself is it very much felt like the downfall of them was... The, the term I, I think I like to use is we had we had the inmates kind of running the asylum, so to speak. You know, when we, when we brought in the outsiders, you know, uh, Nash and Hall, you know, we had Hogan and we had all these guys. You know, we ended up with the, the of course, the infamous finger poke of doom, right? So that, that's what happens right. when you, you let the, the talent um, call the shots and wanting to just kind of do stupid stuff, for lack of a better term. I mean, right. uh, I, I believe that that was largely Kevin Nash's idea to, to do that. And then, yeah, just it, 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 for it to, to have been saved, I mean, just you would have had to have done things just completely differently. I, th I think as well, bringing in too many of these overpaid aging talents too was also a big, big factor. You know, we, we brought in Hogan, we brought in... The Macho Man, they brought in an uh, Ultimate Warrior at one point, yeah. Bret Hart. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on and on, and it just God knows how much money, you know. We saw the same thing um, uh, MSG made mention there, that uh, in, in TNA, in Impact, they made that same mistake, you know, bringing in this aging group of talent and paying them way, way too much money and then letting them call the shots. And... Uh, I'm just going to, th this is a big one here yeah. from uh, from Mikey O here. I'm just going to read it out. Sure. Uh, um, I'll see if it will. Wow. It covered <laughs> us up totally. There you go. If S. Turner truly loved wrestling, yes. He had, right? He had <laughs> unlimited funds. He just didn't care anymore. He was so rich, he really didn't care. If it made money once he gave over full control of the product to the board of directors who hated wrestling mm. and just let Bischoff do his thing, it could have lasted forever money would have never been an issue. Interesting so. interesting take. Uh, I would agree with a good portion of that. Um, although I will say it, it did seem like uh, at least um, face value there that, that Turner did seem like he kind of cared what was happening, uh, how much of a fan of professional wrestling he was. I, I can't really speak on that because uh, I don't know the man personally. I never talked to him. but uh, He loved wrestling. Yeah, he loved wrestling, yeah. Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, uh, in handing complete control over to, to Bischoff. Yeah. I mean, uh, th th that's, I mean, obviously, you know, he's been successful doing other things. It's one of those things where I, I just, I think that they were doomed to be bought by WWE, given that they were very unapologetic, unapologetically competing with WWE head on. They, they, they were just, yeah. they, I won't say dug their own graves, so to speak, but I, I think really targeting WWE, I think was also a mistake. And yep. then it just got to the point where like Vince is like, okay, you know, we're going to take these guys out. I'm going to buy them now. It, it definitely. That's what it was. Very smart move on Vince McMahon's part. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, <coughs> could we have McMahon... avoided that scenario? 
that hey i wonder if we could have avoided that scenario because that's something that, that uh going with this topic two people have asked me is there a way that we could have avoided vince buying the company and honestly i don't think that we could have honestly no, I, I I really don't think so either. Unless, like I said, un- unless you actually had a, uh, unfortunately, Bischoff was young, mm-hmm. right? He was yep. young. He was very, very power hungry, I guess you could say at that time. Um, I believe myself personally, um, having kind of met the man, um, he's, he, he's not the same person that he was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, He's grown. He's matured. Yep. He definitely has. Had we had Bischoff of today step into WCW back then, things would be totally different. Yeah. Um, but seeing as how how young Bischoff was when he was doing all of that, and 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 really this being his really first introduction into essentially being the head of a company. It really got to him. Yeah. It really, and not not even just got to him, but like it, it got to his it got to his head and stuff like yeah. that. Um, Mikey O makes a very good point here. Put it up on screen. He yeah. said he wanted to buy it, but they wouldn't give him an offer, and yeah. that is very true. Yeah. It, it is. He did want to buy the company. Um, I, I'm almost kind of glad that they didn't sell him the company though Mm -hmm. because he was still sure he had matured a little bit but he still wasn't at that point where i think that uh that he would have been a fair and 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 good boss um to own the company um now yeah definitely yeah Mm -hmm. i think he definitely would but back then it was all about bischoff and it was all about his buddies yeah right which we all have been at some point. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing on, on, on Eric Bischoff here. I have very high respect for Eric Bischoff and what he's done in the world of professional wrestling. Don't get me wrong, yep. but it was just, yeah, it was just different times. It was just young, mm-hmm. young Eric Bischoff. And, uh, just, it was hard. It was very difficult. If I had to pick one thing though, that I think impacted it the most, it was probably, I won't say maybe like the death move for WCW, um, but it happened very early on. And I, and I think that the biggest thing that eventually led to their demise here, Carl, was Hulk Hogan. Bringing in Hulk yes. Hogan. Because when they signed Hulk Hogan, that was devastating to Vince. Remember when, when they started with, with the original WrestleMania's and what this was all built around pushing Hulk Hogan as their big main attraction draw. And when they got Hulk Hogan away from WWE, th- that's when Vince was like, okay, you know, eventually we got to take these censor myself. We're taking these mothers out, right? Um, eventually. Yep. And I, I think that that was the biggest thing when, when they got Hogan and that's when it was like, okay, it's game on now, you know, and they did stuff over there with Hogan that they never would have done in WWE. Like when they made Hulk Hogan a heel, and that, I mean, I think that that's something that if Hogan would have stayed in WWE, they probably never would have done. They probably never would have made uh, uh, the Hulkster uh, a heel because, I mean, he was their he was their John Cena at the time. You know, he was yeah. the one that the, the kids they loved. You know, um, make sure you eat your vitamins every day and uh, and all that uh, shenanigans. So it was. Um, yep, I, I, I think that that was probably the biggest thing that eventually led to their demise was Hulk Hogan. I, I I don't think that that's fully 
but I mean, it did definitely have no. uh, an impact on the decisions. Definitely, it did. So, and and I mean, you know, getting down near the end to some of the uh, the booking decisions, especially with some of the stuff with, you know, some of the the matches that they did, like those cages that were kind of stacked up and. Yeah, they did some questionable stuff there. So uh, just that, um, yeah, the most epic, I will agree, one of the most epic heel turns of all time. I remember uh, when that was on, I believe it was on shortly after Saturday morning cartoons when I saw that uh, happening. And I was just like, wow, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy. I never would have saw that, seen that coming. So, yeah, that right. was, um, well, I think the last time when the, the, the crowd really kind of revolted, even threw stuff into the ring and at the talent, uh I can't remember really the last time that that's ever happened, but yeah, I would definitely agree one of the most epic heel turns of all time. That's something I think a WWE never would have done. In that's right. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess um, that kind of about wraps it up here for this week. We're uh, coming up to, uh, on, on the hour here. Uh, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to, to bring up, um, whether things that have been making you happy with wrestling or things that have been making you upset? Anything else that you want to kind of talk about before we head out? Honestly, no. Yeah. I I have been I've been good with everything that's been going on right now. <laughs> um, we're starting to see things kind of get lifted a little bit, and we're starting to see you know availability for uh, fans to kind of be there or other workers uh, to be to be there to kind of give the illusion that there is a uh, yeah. that there's a crowd there. Even with AEW, we're seeing like uh, uh, fans actually in the stands. A little bit right now, mm -hmm. so they are allowing some people to come in, which has been fantastic. Um, I think I think maybe um, from from our friend uh, Rick Vickery, uh, I believe I saw him on Facebook uh, post something there. A um, little bit of a of a cool pop uh, for the day. Uh, baseball, hmm. I believe, over in 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 Japan or or, or China, one or the yeah. other, um, somewhere overseas, uh, they took stuffed animals. <laughs> And put stuffed animals in the seats yeah. to make it look full. Yeah. Fantastic freaking idea. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Pop of the day, 100% goes to that right there. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, no. One thing I will say is uh, when this whole COVID-19 coronavirus stuff started happening, and when we started hearing things were going to be shut down, I, I, I was legitimately concerned that we were going to, um, not have much to talk about, even and to even kind of put uh, things on hiatus with uh, with this podcast. Um, but super happy that the world of professional wrestling continues to give us things to talk about. Because uh, like I said, I was legitimately concerned that oh boy, we're not going to have anything to talk about. But um, no, we we've been able to keep going strong here, so I, I'm uh, very pleased about that. Oh, we would have figured something out. There yeah. is a plethora of professional wrestling that has happened over yeah. the last hundred years, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have had a ton to talk about. Thank for you, sure. Mikey O, for that. Yes, yeah, South, South Korea is where the uh, baseball with the stuffed animals has been happening. Fantastic mm -hmm. idea. I love it. All right, cool. Before we go, a um, couple of things. Uh, first off, I'll let you uh, do a little plug for our friends over at Collar and Elbow. That's right. Scrolling down at the bottom there, you have seen for a little bit of time now, we are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Uh, amazing clothing. Actually, right here, you can see I am wearing the Collar and Elbow Heather Gray logo shirt. Uh, amazing company uh, founded by professional wrestling Al Snow. 
We're looking at uh, professional wrestling streetwear happening and going on there. Great products. I, I love the company. I, I'm even wearing the hat. I wear the hat all the time. Uh, go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Or if you go to our social media sites on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at TB Talk Pod, there is a link there that will take you directly to the Collar and Elbow Brand site where you can go and take a look at what they have there. Make yep. sure that you use our promo code JK Podcast at the checkout. Not only are you going to get yourself 10% off your entire order, but we also will get a little bit of a kickback from that, which only helps and goes towards paying for our Podbean account and for now our StreamYard account that we are using to bring you these video podcasts. Thank you very much. Make sure you go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. There we go. And uh, just back briefly on that. Uh, um, again, this week I will be making the uh, the Shad Gaspard uh, shirt the the product of the week. So make sure that um, it, it's still up there. So I, you know, I'll continue to uh, to promote that. Um, what's really cool with that, if you aren't aware, is that all of the proceeds, and I mean 100% of the proceeds uh, from that, go directly to Shad's family uh, to help them get through. Um, you know, obviously these difficult times. So, uh, if you're going to purchase that shirt though, uh, make sure to not use our promo code, just, um, just buy it like you would normally would. So that way all of the funds go, uh, towards Shad's family. We don't, we don't want to profit, um, off yeah. that at all. We just want to kind of promote that. And, uh, before we go as well here, Carl, uh, just to kind of give a little tease to kind of people, we do have a possible new uh, sponsor coming on board soon. Um, so just to, to kind of give you a little bit of a, of a teaser, it's going to be something that I think that is going to appeal to a lot of our listeners out there. It's a product that I think people are really going to dig. And so, um, yeah, stay tuned for more about that. We're going to have a, a new sponsor coming to the podcast very soon. That's right, people. Yes. So once again, thank you very much. This is our second go at this. And I think that things have been very successful and we are going to continue to do this. This is our third go, I think now. Our third go. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. our third time doing this. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, guys. This is our uh, this is a new way for all of our fans that want to see a little bit of behind the scenes of the podcast and get it a day early. See, we're not going to do any of this stupid Patreon <laughs> crap and get this a day early because you're on Patreon and nope. you're paying us. You know how you pay us? Go to colorandelbowbrand.com. There you go. Use our promo code. Or if you feel so inclined, we do have a PayPal account as well. You can go to our Facebook page and it is a pinned at the top link. Does give you if you want to throw us a couple of bucks. If you have the funds to do it and want to help support us. That's all we ask. Everything else is gravy people. Yes. All right, man. Uh, I couldn't have uh, worded better myself there. So uh, we'll uh, Carl or uh, listeners in the chat, everybody watching right now, we will see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me. It's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.